some sort of plant substance was prepared and ingested by a priesthood who then used the ecstatic experience induced by that plant as the basis for all of their metaphysical and philosophical speculations on the nature of the universe. All right, welcome back to another episode, Doubleheader. Today, actually, I did an interview. You probably just heard it. I did it um, with Selected by Extraterrestrials, and today is a double feature. I've got the long-awaited, one of my smaller, newer, but absolute favorite uh, Instagram accounts, Epoch Rising. Um, This account I found before... I, I found the meme before I found the account floating somewhere in the, you know, the internets. I, I saw a little hash, little uh, watermark, Epoch Rising, and this, this meme blew my mind. But we'll talk about it in a minute. I want to welcome Epoch Rising to the, to the show tonight. How are you? Hey, guys. How, how's everyone going? All right. So I guess it, it's morning there for you, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's morning where I'm at. Are you in the Australia? Yeah, Australia. Down under. So you guys have it the worst, huh? Yeah, it's been pretty crazy. Um, I mean, yeah, so people think like they're implementing the New World Order thing here first because we have a pretty like placid, easygoing society. But um, yeah, it's been pretty crazy. Everything's been locked down for ages. They're pushing some pretty crazy shit, like getting the military involved and stuff. So it's going to be interesting. You went to a huge rally recently, didn't you? Yeah, so the media said 3.5 thousand people, but there was like well over 100,000 people. It was pretty insane. It was um, as the first time I've ever been to like a sort of rally like that before. And the energy and just like sort of seeing that many people from different sort of parts of the community get together for like one cause, which is like the biggest cause, was pretty, in- pretty intense. Awesome. Well, I'm sure we're going to get into that as we work through your story here so i was saying in the intro sometimes you just find i'm so glad you watermarked it by the way people should people say all the time should i watermark or should i not watermark now i think like energy attracts ultimately i would have found your page that's happened before where i don't find the watermark but i find the treasure trove of where these memes come from but i'm telling you i've always believed in the watermark you got to make it classy you got to make it small but you got to make it visible and not easy to delete and so thank god you put your watermarks on your memes because your meme was getting that, that one so to, to 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 explain the one i really i mean it's kind of a style you have which is it's a wojack and um I, I guess the theme of your account is masculinity and i i'm guessing the epoch is like the strong man the strong male is rising right is that is that kind of the gist of your account yeah so like originally so the name epoch rising just sort of came to me out of nowhere when i was like thinking of what to call my page um, like originally I was going to, my bio is like the era of the strong has awoken. I originally had like the era of the strong man has awoken, but I figured I'll just make it, you know, for everyone gender neutral in that. So, um, yeah, basically the epoch is, I guess the great awakening or like, you know, the great solar flash or whatever. And during, you know, the hard times create, uh, strong men, strong men create hard, um, easy times, easy times create weak men, that sort of metaphor is currently what we're in and so i feel like 
I, I got to do like whatever I can to help usher in like the new era of people that are like really awoken and like capable for what's going to happen. Yeah, I didn't know uh, initially where you were coming from, uh, Australia. So you're an Australian citizen. Have you lived elsewhere? No, but I've traveled around the world a lot. Okay. Do you travel for work or for, for leisure? Both. Okay. Now, you look like you have really self-actualized. Like, is, that, what, what, is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I mean, it's always a journey, but I feel like um, that's another reason why I wanted to make the page because I feel like I have gotten myself to a point in life where I have achieved like a lot of things, minds, and a lot of that came through mindset and sort of esoteric spiritual knowledge. So I dived into that pretty heavily, like as soon as I left school, I um, basically got into like, consp- like conspiracies basically saved my life, to be honest. So <laughs> I went that deep down the rabbit hole that I basically got like, I was just like, I wouldn't say like schizophrenic or psychosis, but I was just like, once you like fully detach from the matrix and you see what's really going on, it's pretty scary. And um, I think a lot of people can get stuck in that phase where they're just so deep in the rabbit hole, like everything's scary, everything's evil. But for me, that opened the door to like spirituality. So from like realizing that we don't know anything about anything and conspiracies and stuff, I then found spirituality, started meditating, started like researching into a lot of natural law stuff, which I then implemented to, I guess, like achieve the, the life that I've achieved right now. What kind of work do you do, if you don't mind me asking? I do online marketing. Oh, and that enables you a, but do you, do you let me ask you this. I, it's one thing to put something out there. It's another thing to live it. Do you live that lifestyle that you are, you know, the, the, the cars, the women, the, the travel, the, 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 the beautiful places, or is that more of a vision board for you? Um, well, I mean, I've de- I'm definitely no Danville's Aryan, but yeah, I've, I travel around like state, like I've traveled to exotic locations like Bali. I've, I've spoken on stages in San Diego. I've driven in fast cars. I don't own like a fast car or a supercar, but, um, yeah, I mean, I definitely like a lot of the stuff I've posted in my life highlight is all like, it's all my stuff. So yeah, I've traveled around the world and done all that cool stuff. Obviously, I mean, that's something I wanted to like aspire to because I think everything's like about experiences, right? So some people think materialism is like evil or it's like frowned upon, but I, I like, I want to go around driving on yachts with beautiful women, driving in supercars in Monaco and all that sort of stuff. But then I also want to go to like some random hut in the middle of the forest and meditate by fire so (laughs) hey there's nothing wrong with that like at the higher levels of enlightenment it's understood that it's nothing wrong with having things it's just your attachment to it that's really the problem and i guess you have to worry i guess in this world of if you're going to be flashy about it then the repercussions of maybe somebody wanting to steal it or somebody hating on you but you know again like i also believe that you can own these things and, and and have a certain vibration and nobody will bother you you'll be nice and chill because you're not putting out that energy yourself you know like like attracts like and I think for most people, like most people, when they're on a lower level, they, they just like visualize or they, they want the Lamborghini or they want the pretty women and stuff. But that's like not, that's just a side effect of like pursuing your higher order. Right. So I'd like to believe that. I'd like to believe that. Yeah. Everybody that pursues their higher order and it may not be, it, it, it may not be a Ferrari, but exactly. It may be your version of whatever your best life is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, oh, one thing I've learned in my entire life with rich people is, and they're almost all of them have been unawakened is they're, they're suffering tremendously 
for the things in their lifestyle, the things they want the most, the things that they, they, they get their ego to inflate with is the things that's tremendous suffering for uh, unawakened materialists. Exactly, exactly right. So like if you're pursuing the, the materialistic stuff for the materialistic stuff, then you're going to be like devoid of like, you're just going to be, you're going to live a pretty shit life where another thing for me that gave me confidence in like spirituality and like conspiracies and stuff, honestly, because when, when most people dive into it, they don't like their, you can't talk about it with your friends or anything. Cause they think you're crazy. Right. And when I first got into all this stuff, like the shit I was like trying to talk to people about, I realized like, Hey, I cannot discuss this with anyone. So I sort of like isolated myself and just focused on myself and my business for like a long time. And then I went to some business events overseas and I met some people um, and everyone that I met that was super successful was like fully tapped into everything we would probably discuss, which I found really crazy. Like I remember I was sitting down having drinks with this dude and he, at one point he owned like seven supercars and he owned like a million euro Pagani. And I, and I was talking to this dude. Right. And, um, it's basically like a conversation that we could have. We were talking about deep state. We were talking about spirituality, law of attraction. Um, you know, the evil people that control the world. We were talking about all this, all this shit. And I was literally just like floored. And I told him like, I find it that insane that, I couldn't have this conversation with any normal person that I know, but you're like one of the most successful people I know. And I can have this conversation with you. He's illuminated <laughs> in his own and, way. Yeah. So that gave me confidence because I mean, a lot of people don't really know like, Oh, is, is this all like woo woo stuff? But to, like to be, to begin with, like when you can't talk about it with anyone, you sort of think it is, it's sort of like a niche topic that's just like on internet or whatever. Yeah. But after talking with some people that I like really respect and finding out that they're all onto it and then them also reacting to me, like knowing it all, they were like shocked as well that I sort of knew everything that they knew. And I was like at such a young age. So that gave me confidence to know that like all this sort of stuff is real. And, and, and I guess a lot of people at the top know about it and that's how they maneuver their way through life because it's a part of the environment, you know, all this sort of crazy shit that's happening. Um, so have you always been like this or was there a, a never like, uh, you know, like a simp to Chad moment? Cause you, you're definitely what they would call be, be classified as a Chad. I'm sure I've seen your physique. It's very impressive. No homo. Um, you, you know, so you definitely fit the archetype of a strong alpha male Chad, but have you ever been on the other side of the fence as, a, yeah. as you have? I know. Yeah. So I think that's why my page is cool. Cause I mean, I used to be like a video game and nerd guy, right? But um, like I used to play CSGO, Rust, DayZ, Call of Duty, all that sort of shit. Um, and I was like really good at it, right? So I was always, I've always been like super competitive and stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, I was always like a sort of popular guy, but my, I was always like the skinniest kid, like the typical stereotype, like skinny kid gamer. Um, and yeah, I mean, when I first got into like spirituality and all this sort of stuff, I didn't really focus like I was doing yoga and all that sort of shit. Like I was vegan as well and vegetarian, which isn't the way everyone, sorry to pop a lot of bubbles there. But, um, I went through all the phases, like all the rabbit holes and stuff, um, for my transformation. And then I realized like when I, once I got to a point 
where I was like, all right, well, I've had some success and stuff. I realized that I need to get my physique to like a point that sort of embodies my mindset. Well, you know, you is, look, let, let, let me just paint it for the audience here. You look like, uh, basically, I don't know what your face looks like, but you look like Captain America. <laughs> yeah, maybe, well, maybe, maybe a little bit more shredded, a little bit more defined. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, like I was, I was never always like the, the Chad or whatever. But um, I think it's cool because I can show that anyone can become the Chad if you really want to be. It's just a mindset and like striving for your goals and stuff. Well, I think there's a balance point. So I think there's uh, feminine qualities that men should find balance with, um, you know, divine masculine and feminine. But you are definitely an archetype, a living archetype of the divine masculine. And that's what I found so interesting about your page in a world full of destroying the, the strong male and destroying the family and, and getting everybody to worship Baphomet and the Baphomet ways, you know, it's like, this is a breath of fresh air. It's refreshing to see like, okay, man, it almost, it, it, a lot of the culture almost makes you want to feel bad about being successful, but it's like, you know what? And I didn't know, you know, like a lot of your stuff is like, it looks like almost like uh, right-wing porn, you know, cause it's got like, you got like Donald Trump and a lot of your stuff, <laughs> but I'm like, wait a minute, this guy's from Australia though. So it's like interesting to see people help other people from other countries view our politics, our politicians and, you know, he, Donald Trump has always been, no matter, you know, how you want to slice it, a symbol of success. And, yeah. uh, and, and he always, the alpha, alpha males tend to gravitate towards liking Donald Trump, like, you know, love it or hate it. That's just, I mean, you know, I, I, well, didn't realize, I, heard, I, I didn't realize you were Australian. So I thought that was an interesting aspect of your account as well now that I realize it. Well, I heard a good quote. It was like, people that don't like Donald Trump have daddy issues because he represents a strong masculine figure that they've probably never had. And they sort of resent um on a sort of subconscious layer regardless of the politics or whatever you believe but um, right right no i agree it's uh they're uh, archetypes and that, that you are an archetype of the divine a, a very balanced um maybe a little bit more on the masculine side than uh because i think it, uh, actually divi- uh, a very balanced man kind of looks like jesus but you know like there's the masculine aspects but there's also the feminine aspects of perhaps the long hair like krishna has long hair too um, yeah. So I don't know if you'll agree with that, but I, in, in my experience of the two becoming one and the balancing of the polarities, like a lot I mean, of times, yeah. a lot of times you'll, you'll run into men that are more, they're not quite gay. They're not feminine, but that's the balance of the masculine and the feminine. And I think when a guy's built like you, it's a little bit of an exaggeration of the masculine. I could be wrong though. You know what I mean? I could be so cucked and believing all this global <laughs> home stuff that I believe that, you know, uh, what I look like is actually a strong male and you're actually over the line, you know, or you're over the limit, you know, but I actually think, you know, you look like the, the gladiator from the Roman times, you know, like the way men probably actually used to look, at least the ones that dominated in the societies of, of old. Yeah. I mean, I guess it could be, it could be true because a lot of those sort of spiritual gurus that are like the epitome of like guruness all have like long hair, right? So that could be, Right. So it's, there's something about that polarity, um, maxing or not maxing out that polarity being balanced and like the, you know, it's like masculine is harder and feminine in general is a little bit softer. So it's like when those, when they're, when they're balanced out, like you are, you, you are a full on divine masculine that maybe you need a little bit of balancing in your feminine on your feminine side. If you, if you, if you believe in those things, because a lot of people, yeah. they hear this and they roll their eyes. It's like, no, fuck all that. Um, but, and by no, experience, I, I but, yeah. but that's the thing the, the takeaway from these in spiritual gurus, you're right. A lot of, and I'm talking about the ascended masters and even the ones you'll, 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 you'll see now that are, um, you know, they, they have long hair, they have robes, they're, they're very skinny. Um, 
you know, they're usually, or, or they're fat, but they're usually not chiseled. You know what I mean? You're not, you're, uh, the, yeah. the, close, the closest I can think of is somebody like Tony Robbins. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's like hyper, like structured face, voice, deep voice. Um, but one thing that I always, so I don't know if you, have you ever heard of a guy called Frank Yang? No. On YouTube? Oh, he was some like, he's like some um, Asian guy that's like super spiritual and like enlightened or whatever. And he's been making YouTube videos for like, 10 years now he was sort of the first ever dude that introduced me to spiritual spirituality and he discussed how like he wanted to propel his mind and his body as like a vortex to like enlightenment so he's like super shredded and like super spiritual and like meditating sort of like he, he used to meditate like for like five hours a day or whatever like he would treat it like a sport and so that's um something that i've always thought was like the goal right like if you can just like ascend your body and your mind and like get them to like spiral yourself and like propel you forward then um it's sort of like if you're like super shredded and and super spiritual then so I've, never, I've, I've never heard of that my, my takeaway from everything i've ever read and it actually became the truth in the float tank was stillness and quiet and that you know i've never heard of your technique it could be the way as well but in, well, in my, i think both like I think, um, like having a bad, go ahead. Yeah. I think if God was real, he'd be every single thing at once. Like he'd be the super shredded steroided up gym dude. And he would also be like the monk who doesn't eat and chills in a cave. Right. Cause he is like everything. So, um, I think the duality of both is like what I try to achieve. Um, because a lot of people like assign roles to stuff. Like they put themselves in a role. It's like, Oh, if I want to be this super guru, I got to get, some sacred geometry tattoos and get long hair and stuff. Right. Yeah. But from what I've seen, it's like people that fit into those roles are just trying to fit into that role. It doesn't mean that they are. And I see a lot of people when they see some dude who looks like this role, they like just assign that role to them where it's like, yeah, they stereotype. I mean, if you, yeah. If you looked at me on the street, you'd have no idea what what's going on in my head. You know, <laughs> same here. You'd be like, Oh, that dude's a little weird looking. He looks kind of fun, but I don't know what he believes or if he's got money or what he thinks or anything. Yeah, I don't know by looking yeah, at him. Exactly. So I kind of like try to not, you know, cause I know people that just get tattoos to look cool and it's like, well, yeah. fuck, that's just like, you're just trying to fit some sh- stupid role, you know? Do you have tattoos? No, I don't have any tattoos. I don't, I don't have any tattoos either. It's a rare thing these days. <laughs> blank, blank. If I, could th- if I could think of something meaningful or if I had a wife and a, or a kid even more, that's even probably better if I had a kid, maybe, but uh, none of those. Th- I can't think of anything that I want to look at uh, 15 years down the road. I usually have five minutes uh, of buying something or eating something. I instantly regret it. So knowing that I'm not going to do do that uh, semi-permanent uh, deal. The one time I was going to get it, I was going to get the Zochen tattoo on me. But then I was like, that's that's just me trying to like portray some role to other people, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you know, it, that's one way to look at it. I mean, if it has meaning to you or it makes you feel a certain way when you look at it. But yeah, sometimes it's just about putting on a costume for other people. Exactly. Selling your role. Exactly right, yeah. Well, um, so m- my big thing I want to talk about is why did you decide to make those Wojak memes? Because I love them. I love the style. I know they must take forever because it is uh, picture after picture after picture with the... Ken Burns effect going a thousand miles an hour. 
<laughs> so how do you make, do you, you obviously make them. So do you make them on the phone or on the computer? On the, so yeah, on the computer, I, I make them. Um, but yeah, it's funny. Cause like I've never been on 4chan or whatever from where these memes come from. Um, and originally I, originally my edits were not, not like Wojak memes, but I found that the Wojak memes obviously resonate with people because it, they can emphasize with like the Wojak character. And I remember the first time I ever watched an edit, like something similar to those. I remember like just the energy building inside me was like that insane. And it inspired me that much that I like watched it when I was in the gym in between my set. And I was like, there needs to be way more of these out there. You know, like there's people out there that are um, writing long posts or doing sort of motivational stuff. But if you can sort of, it's just like art, you know, like communicating a message to someone through art. Cause I used to paint, well, I still paint and stuff, but creating these edits is like, like if I have a painting in my room right now, I'm like the only one that sees it, you know, and my friend might come over and be like, Oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> but um, creating like an edit like this, I can encompass the whole energy of what I want to give to people, which is like the epoch rising energy, which is like, you can go out and achieve and your life might be a certain way, but you can like transcend that. And it's literally you versus yourself in the world. And you have to use all your energy to sort of get yourself to where you want to be. And no one can really save you except for yourself. I totally agree. People don't like hearing that when uh, they have a great acid trip and then they, Oh no, I'm responsible for everything. And at the end of it, it's like, Oh no, you I've got to do the work now. Yeah. That's not what they want to hear. They want the acid trip to have solved the problems. They want to come out doing, they want to come out of that acid trip to reality where the, the, you know, the problems have already been solved, but no, 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 it's time to get to work. Now, what's your experience with psychedelics? Yeah. Uh, so they're like pivotal in my life. So the first, um, so I did mushroom, I did a mushroom shake when I was in Bali. I was like pretty young. Um, and that I'll remember just walking through the streets of these like sketchiest streets ever. And there's like people, it was like 4am me and my two mates. And we're just talking to these random Balinese people sitting outside of tattoo shops and they can see we're like fucked up and they're trying to like trip us out and stuff. And uh, I just remember walking through this like alleyway of all graffiti and everything's like swaying and like, I'd never felt it like that. And obviously I didn't intend to do it spiritually cause I just did it. But that was the first time I ever felt, you know, that psychedelic energy feeling. And that's when you sort of realize, Hey, this like energy or this like connection that you have to like this divine psychedelic aspect of reality is like always there. So that was the first time I did it. <laughs> the second time I did it, I did psychedelics was with my friends. Um, and I intended to do it like spiritual this time. And I remember reading somewhere that, you have to like the first time you do acid, you get like a tolerance of like 90% or something ridiculous. I don't know if it's true. Have you heard of that? Well, what happens is yes, mushrooms are LSD. It's a two week uh, until you get back to baseline until you can have basically that same experience. Now they'll also tell you that nothing's like your first trip. You know, it's like mm -hmm. the first time you have sex or something. There's just nothing like that. But in terms of tolerance levels, it returns to baseline and right around two weeks. Yeah. Okay. So I thought like the first time you did it, it just automatically gives you like a tolerance. So, I mean, it does <laughs> to, to get the same exact experience or close to it. You'd have to take double the next day. You'd have to keep doubling it every day. If you wanted that 
at a certain point it gets unreasonable. You know, you're, you're like at a, a sheet of acid will give you the same experience, but that's like, you know, three days later, you know, in terms of like doubling it and doubling it and doubling it. at a certain point it becomes ridiculous. So yeah, yeah two weeks, you're, you're baseline. So, um, yeah, the first time I did it, we had tabs, we had, uh, 200 UG tabs, right? So that's like double one yeah, those tab. Are, those are good. Yeah. Yeah. So I popped one of them. We're going to this house and then I just keep remembering, Hey, like I'm going to, this is like the first time I've done acid, you know? So then as soon as I get to his house, I do another 200 UG tab. So I did 400 UGs my first time. And I remember we will get, we walked up this massive hill and we were just sitting on this hill and I'm just thinking like, as I'm about to come up, I'm like, we just did that much acid. We're sitting up on this hill. This dude's house is pretty shit to like trip in. And what, we're just going to be sitting on this hill for like 14 hours tripping balls. And I was like, that's probably a shit idea. So then I told them, I was like, we got to go. So I drove to my house as I was like coming up. And then as soon as I got out of the car, it hit me, which like lucky it didn't hit me while I was driving. Obviously bad idea, everyone don't do that. Um, and I just remember going into my house, tripping so hard that I couldn't even move. And oh yeah, like, <laughs> you know, and that's sort of like what you want, right? So this trip was so hard and so intense that I feel like it sort of broke me through some sort of threshold where now whenever I trip, I never go into like fort loops or anything. So like I can, my awareness is like super on point because of that. Because I saw at one point I was just like, literally just like, every single thing I'd ever thought about in my life, like accumulated to this point. And I was just having insight after insight, after insight, after insight. Like it was literally that insane. Like it was probably one of the most pivotal moments of my life. Just all the philosophy, all the spiritual stuff that I've learned, all my life experiences, like every single thing just like was entwined and just like pulsing with insights. So that was like, I came to like understand through that trip, I actually like discovered fractal stuff and I had never researched into fractals or anything before. And then after that, I looked into it and I realized like, Oh shit, this is, I didn't just come up with this, but I had never looked into fractals before, but I could like see the, my like thoughts becoming like fractals and I could like analyze them and how they were like branching off each other and stuff. Oh yeah. I love it. That's probably and I my, probably my favorite LSD. Yeah. And I remember writing something down while I was like tripping so hard. I was like, your thoughts are like the divine manifestation of like reality or something. Like I have a piece of paper still where I wrote it down and it was like sort of giving me the idea that like when you become still and you're not controlling your mind, like your thoughts that come out of like source are from like the universe basically to some extent. Oh yeah, totally. Um, Acid, I consider that the meditator's drug of choice. And uh, especially people who have done the work, you can go places once you've actually handled and sifted through and put, a, put some work into your unconscious stuff. But uh, if you yeah. haven't, good luck. So <laughs> did you have an awakening experience without psychedelics or did the psychedelics lead you into a, a deeper understanding of the nature of reality? What really set off or were you always illuminated? Did you come out of your mother's womb enlightened? How does that, how does this work? What, what, what was the, 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 the point where you had the, or the, or the well, experience that caused yeah, you to so have I an actually, awakening? So I can actually like pretty much track it. Cause I've thought about it a lot. So when I was like younger, I'd always have like 
um, when I was like 14 or whatever, I used to like sit in my shower and like have like existential crises and just like freak out about heaps of sort of shit. And then going through high school, everyone sort of deals with like what like anxiety or whatever. So I dealt with like anxiety pretty heavily in my like final high school years and was probably borderline depressed to be honest. Um, and then I was doing an English assessment on uh, Citizen Kane if you've seen that movie. So mm-hmm. we had to like watch this movie and read the book and like do some English assessment on it. And my whole thesis of the assessment was like perception because in the movie there was, um, it went back and forwards in time and stuff. So I was just talking about like the perception of the way the director is like showing us the timeline of this dude's life or whatever. So I was diving into perception on that. And then I realized like, holy shit, like perceptions are actually everything in life, right? So you've heard the saying of like two people could walk into like a garden and one's just having a shit life. And the other person's like, look how beautiful all the flowers are and stuff. Oh yeah, perception is reality. Yeah, so perception is reality. And that's the first time I ever realized that. So I don't know what my life would be like if I didn't do that essay. Because from there, I started diving into like philosophy and like the psyche and stuff and like how perception influences the psyche and how your psyche like dictates your life. So that was like one of the biggest pivotal moments for me. And then coming out of high school, I always wanted to be like, like my goal in life was legit to be a dude in a suit who just went to work in a big building and made a lot of money. Right. So (laughs) like that was like my goal. And I don't even, when people would ask me, yeah, but what do you want to do? I was like, I don't know. I just want to work in a big building in a suit. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't know what job I wanted to do. I just want to make heaps of money. Right. So I was like leaving and going into like university slash college. And, um, I was still having these, like the perception, the psyche, I was diving deep into that. I was reading books like you are a strange loop. Have you read or heard about that book? No. Yeah. So it's book is by this guy called, I think, yeah, Douglas Hofstadter. He's like, heard uh, of him, yeah. Yeah. So he, he, he plays like 20 instruments. He's like physicist, like all, like all these crazy degrees speaks like multiple languages. So if anyone can discuss the mind, it's like this guy, right? So this book talks about how when you're born, like your consciousness is just fractaling and looping on itself. So whatever experiences you've had in the past have looped and looped and looped to like where you are now. Right. So that was also something that I experienced when I was in my acid trip, but I was reading books like that. Um, all this sort of philosophy stuff. And then I discovered Zeitgeist. Right. So have you heard of Zeitgeist? I'm sure you have. Refresh my memory. I think I have, but I'm, I, we could be thinking of something totally different. Yeah. So it's like the documentary where he discusses how nine eleven's fake. Um, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. If it was nine eleven, I've seen it. Yes. Yeah, and basically, like, just like entry level to like the deep state matrix. Yeah. So I watched that, and then I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, I don't know anything, right? So then from there, that's when I I legit spent like four months diving into every single conspiracy I could think of, just one after the other after the other. I watched that. I watched um, Thrive. I watched Hypernormalization. I watched like tons of stuff, like literally just the most insane things you could think of. Every single thing I could watch, I was just watching it. 
which is probably not a smart idea because it led me to like realizing like, holy fuck, life is actually like insane and, you know, put me in a pretty weird state. Yeah. And then there's this thought of like, I mean, it's like movies and stuff. Does this, does it, is it even real? Does it exist? Like how much is this a reality? Because I can't, I've never seen any of these things that luckily, hopefully, except on TV. So it's like my, my, I question everything. Like, is the earth flat? Because I haven't been out in space far enough to prove it one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah, I will. I mean, a lot of the deep state stuff is like real. You can see it all happening. Yeah, you can. Well, I mean, at this point, you can. Before, without the internet, without Instagram, all these things, without the, we're really communicating at a very fast rate with things that we never even knew. I mean, I never thought in a million years last year I'd be talking about adrenochrome to normies, to people that have never never been (laughs) in this world. So it's like, okay, it's moving really, really fast now. Yeah, the awakening is happening because. It, it just is. I mean, the, the dissemination of information via technology is at an all time. And it's, you know, everybody has access to the stuff I'm putting out, which is very interesting, esoteric stuff put in a form that's easily digestible and funny. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. And the, the, when I went through this stage, it was before Trump got elected. So it was like the Clintons are evil, blah, 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 all this sort of stuff. Um, and so I wasn't talking about this with anyone, you know, no one except for like one person, two people close to me. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Trump gets elected and then all that QAnon stuff happens. And then it's all kind of like, all right, well, this is all sort of playing out the way it's, it sort of is because like this shit's all real. But just before that, so I was like in, and that's, I think the biggest thing with most people, right? And some people I know that are into conspiracies is like conspiracies needs to be a gateway to helping your life. It can't just be like some crazy, crazy nightmare that you're living in, right? Because a lot of people just get stuck in the conspiracy rabbit hole, thinking about heaps of stuff, whatever. Well, so, but, so yeah, let me stop you there. So you posted something the other day that I even talked about on my podcast, which was the, you know, their secret plans of the Rothschilds. And I wouldn't try to find that. I've seen that before. So I know it's real. Yeah. I know you just make it up or something. I know it's real because I've seen it before, but I, it was very hard to find uh, anything on that because it's very hidden, actually. It's not very well known. And, you know, they put their plans out there. And they, and, and if you get into this stuff, it's very scary. But then I'm, I was so happy that at the end of your little information uh, put out there, that you, you know, put everybody in a nice, happy place of just work on yourself and, you know what I mean? Like, don't let it consume your life because it can. It yeah. totally, you can totally go to bed at night thinking about 800,000 children a year just disappearing and where do they go. Mm, and then exactly. if you know, and if you, but if you know, like about adrenochrome and uh, places where they process human beings and they live in cages and, you know, deep underground military bases, then you can't sleep at night because, you know, there's those, those are realities. And think about the kids, you know, but nobody talks exactly. about it. And yeah, that, so the secret doctrine of like the Rothschilds, those, so I posted that originally when I first made my page and I went to look for it again. I couldn't find it on the internet. So I just went back and found my posts, but it was on the internet somewhere, but I also looked because people were asking me for it. I couldn't find it. But for me, that other like little disclaimer at the end of it, where I said, um, you know, focus on yourself. I was, I posted that like a couple, maybe like 30 minutes later, because I realized that most people for me, it's just so normal to just like sort of, all right, that's happening, but I can't get absorbed into it or whatever and, and stress out about it. But then I realized like most people probably aren't like that. So from what I see is like, you need to use like, 
like a lot of people are into conspiracies, but they're not into spirituality. And it, I just can't understand how, like you need to like get, like the whole world is spiritual, like everything's spiritual. Like the fact that matter is like manifested into physical form, into this void or whatever. No one knows what the hell's going on, like, or how we're here. So you need to use it as like a path to get to like spirituality, which is what I did and what, which is what saved me because when you're in that world of just conspiracies, it's so intense and you, and it's just like living in a nightmare. But then once you find that, Hey, the, all this stuff's hidden. And then you start looking into like ancient religions and sacred geometry. So sacred geometry for me was the trigger that made me spiritual. Cause that's like what the big bang would be. And I posted it on my page talking about how the, the God or divine is people think it's like a computer or whatever, but it is literally just like the patterns of reality, right? So, you know, the, the flower of life, sacred geometry, the fractal nature of reality is yeah. like a self propel It's the universe is self propelling fractal. And that's what the, um, like, that's what like the SWAT sticker shows and that symbol that's all around the world and like Hindu culture, it shows that it is like the fractal self propelling nature of like reality. And that's why the flower of life is like what happens when a human's born, it's that egg <clears throat> that then breaks apart and then duplicates itself. Cause it's like the only pattern that can exist in the, in the world. And that's why trees have like the fractal, like, you know, everything's a fractal. Yeah, the spiral. Yeah. yeah. And like we have, um, Oh, what's it? the golden ratio, like in our hand, like if yeah. you look at your first knuckle, then your second knuckle and then that. So, and then that's the way your thoughts work. That's literally everything is that fractal nature. Yeah. That's a big, there's a lot of tremendous takeaways a lot of times from acid. And one of them is always the fractal nature of reality. And it, it always shows itself in different ways, but it's always a major takeaway. Obviously another takeaway with acid is the oneness of everything. Everything's connected but yeah, it's usually the oneness and the fractal nature of the oneness. It's an interesting phenomenon, but yeah. Yeah. How many times do you think you've done acid now? Not many. I've done mushrooms more. Um, you ever I've do, probably done you, acid you, like four okay. times. You ever do a float tank? Yeah, I did it once and um, my neck was too, my neck was sore in it the whole time. So I couldn't get comfortable. Well, you know what I was, did you have neck issues before you got in? Um. Not really. I mean, I'm pretty tall. So like my How posture tall? isn't perfect. Like six, one, six, yeah. something. Okay. So what I'm thinking is happening. Would you float for like an hour? Yeah. And were you like pretty built when you floated? No. So you weren't like a super exercise guy at the time? No, I wasn't. What I'm thinking, well, what usually was happening then, if for people that float and they don't have any serious neck or back injuries, they get in the tank and they, they lay there they're decompressing their neck and spine that uh, weightlessness is allowing your muscles in your body to shift back as much as it can towards its original, you know, homeostatic state of how you came out the factory. If it can get there, sometimes you're laying in the tank and you're so relaxed and you can feel like obstructions and stuff. It's like, Oh, there's a knot or you know, I got an injury. And so what I'm thinking happened with you is, you're laying there and you're having the decompression of your neck and spine. And another thing can happen is that that's happening. And then also if the water isn't buoyant enough, like there's levels of buoyancy of specific gravity in these float tanks. And if it's not salted correctly, 
your neck can go too far back do you or or it can be too buoyant the other way which is usually a problem it's too stiff but a lot of times these places they won't check their water it'll be there's not enough salt in it and so your neck will go too far down so combined with the decompression of the neck and the spine and then perhaps maybe it would i mean did you feel like the float center was run really good or do you was it like mediocre um i don't know of course the woman there was like spiritual woman so but i don't know Where is australia yeah what was the name of the place i'm not going to reveal that okay 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 (laughs) um but they gave me like some donut floaty thing for my head Okay, that was the next question. Um, was it like an inflatable one or was it like made out of like a styrofoam kind of deal? It was like a foam thing. Okay, those are the best ones. I think those are the halos. Yeah, I don't the re- halo. Okay, so you, you, you did that the whole time, the halo? I don't know. I was sort of just on and off. Well, I was thinking, off. so you only floated once, right? And that was your experience. Yeah, I definitely want to do it again. Though. That's the I'm thing. The more you do it, you've got a, you probably had a knot. You probably had decompression issues which is normal, or maybe the, uh, maybe the, again, it could be water buoyancy. Um, you could have an injury that was being released. You should have been in there longer, perhaps. Um, there's a lot of variables with floating. And so that's why when I was at the float center, like it was my mission. If I could give you extra time, I was giving you even one in 60. I give you 15 more minutes. If you could, if I had it to give and you were willing to take it, I wanted to make sure that you came in there and you knew when you left, what floating was about. And, 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 yeah. and, and, and on my end of all the variables of cleanliness and buoyancy and smell and sound, silence is important too, that you can get to that space of oneness. And if I can get you there, that 50 bucks, that 60 bucks, whatever you paid, uh, you'll pay it again. Uh, because like for me, the first time I ever floated, it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa how much is the membership? I'm, I'm full. <laughs> Put me back in now. So we definitely got to... Uh, figure out where you're going to float next but uh, you're in florida right where are you at yeah i'm in florida now i mean that's where i've always been but yeah i was just in florida before corona happened oh damn it's too bad you you, you (laughs) didn't have a meme page though yeah i didn't so how long have you been in the gym working on this um you know like romanesque but mod but not, not roided out you know i'm assuming natural right yeah, natural. Yeah, some yeah. people think I'm on roids. Like, it's so funny. Like, people from that um, that knew me from like school. Like, like every single one of them's unfollowed me because <laughs> because really? they they hate they it. They think, ah, oh, dude, no, because I post all these like anti-COVID stuff. Like, I posted that I was at the protest. Uh, um, but it's like whatever. It's a filter, right? I don't want these people in my life. Same. Anyway. I, I lost a lot of people, and I and I wasn't imposing on anything, but my loving what I think is was or. It could still maintain as the loving truth of what we're going through and yeah I've, I've, and a, lot of, a lot of people come back and been like okay you were right i'm sorry that's the thing it's like i'll do anything like these people don't know i have this instagram page where i'm like helping people and getting like like every day i get that many messages from people that like saying how much like i've helped them and they watch these videos or they read these posts and it's like completely changed their life oh yeah the like, man they do your, your your posts uh make me want to get out of bed and start pumping iron <laughs> so like i mean that feels obviously really good to be able to help and inspire people and that's why i made the page but like these people don't know that i do anything they don't know what i think they just know me from where i was at school and then they've seen me you know fly around the world and speak on stages and like get really shredded so they just think i'm like some egotistical person or whatever they think whatever they want to project on me but it's like i'll do anything to help these people but they're the people that don't want to be helped 
so yeah. much that they go ahead and unfollow their school friend. I've had people report me to the police for going to that protest. Oh man, that your protest is like our January 6th event. Yeah. People, Legit, I had people report me for walking through a main city. So have you been an anti-masker or have you worn the mask? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm anti-masker. <laughs> have you, ha- like, did you? I guess you didn't I get the jab rights. yet, then, huh? No, no jab for no you. Way. No, I, I. So I'm pretty big in my rights. I reckon everyone in that's listening to this should spend time to learn their rights in whatever country they're at, because like I can legally maneuver myself through, like a lot of shit. I don't know what it's like in America, but a lot of stuff's legislation, and if it's not federal law, it cannot be imposed on you. And in the only well, way it can be imposed on you where I'm at is if you accept it, if you accept their condition and the way you speak to them, because with legal stuff, it's all a game, right? That's why it's called a court. Cause it's like a court, like a, like the basketball court. Like a game. Yeah. Yeah. Like a tennis court. And the way you speak to police and the way you know your rights is very important. Um, now, and, and do, do Australian cops carry guns? I don't think they do. Do they? Yeah, they do. They do. Okay. They're not like the UK then. No, no, the UK is crazy. So you're going to get uh, kangaroos and you're going to get shrimp on the Barbie. You're going to get, <laughs> uh, what are some other Australian stereotypes? Let's see. Oh, Foster's beer. We, I love Foster's beer. Are we you, don't are drink you... Foster's. No, we drink VB. That's the Aussie beer. Oh, do you like, uh, oh, uh, Tom Hanks, supposedly, he was a big deal last year in Australia. I remember that. I remember he was like, oh, he was the first one that got coronavirus and everybody that knew the conspiracy stuff about Tom Hanks knew. It's like, oh, wait a minute. He's the leader of the, you know, the Hollywood <laughs> cabal of the satanic pedophiles. And the, the whole theory last year was that every celebrity that got coronavirus in the news was actually being rendered to Gitmo to be put on trial for execution. Yeah, so I, I that's the narrative I was on last year. Uh, mid mid summer, I was going crazy with this stuff. Well, I hope it was true, but I well, mean, we'll never know. Yeah. It could be yeah. clones, could be holograms. Who cares? I don't. I stopped watching everything. Sports? Uh, do you? Are you a sports fan? I. I our sports I have become sports. so political. I can't. Yeah, it's it's a bunch of uh, blackmail millionaires pushing their political agendas in every single game. And I don't. I don't. I don't. I never like sports to begin with to watch. But now that it's got the, I used to like the NBA actually because I used to. I'm six foot five and I used to play basketball and I love it. But it's got too political. I can't watch it. I don't care. Yeah, I don't watch sports because I just think like. It's a, it's a sheep thing too. When I'm talking to all my, when I'm talking to people about like high level stuff, I'm thinking, what does everyone else think about or talk about? You know, <laughs> and they just think about, oh, this dude just got like put on this team, on that team did that, and like people I know just gamble and bet. Like their whole life is just around like watching shitty sports and like placing bets and stuff. It's like that's fucked. So, let's see. But uh, with oh, go ahead. Yeah, with the like Wuhan coronavirus stuff. I mean, yeah, I think the when Trump got kicked out, whatever, everyone here should know that Trump definitely won that election. You know, most people <laughs> but, know. Yeah, it just it just gave everyone like a a release to you know instead of following the plan, make your own plan. You know, start becoming like your best self. Because that's uh, yeah, that's I think that was a big part of Q, which was just to wake people up. And a lot yeah. of people, and myself included, still think their the QAnon stuff is ongoing. It's just it's not reported in the media. And if if you know if you're looking at the right accounts, looking at the right stuff in the news, things are slowly coming out. Like follow Britney Spears, follow Paris Hilton. 
Um, there's all kinds of stuff that are still coming out with this child sex trafficking and Epstein. It's there. It's just they push the coronavirus narrative and nobody looks at the other stuff. But it's all exactly. still it's all still going on with Trump. There's supposed to be a big thing here in August, maybe August 10th, 11th, 12th. What's it was happening? August or something. What well, what's happening is is the media is in full time overdrive because they are releasing these audit results of Maricopa County in Arizona. And they're going to show the massive uh, lopsided victory that Trump actually had and all the cheating that's going on. And all these other states are going to call for an audit, which is already ongoing. They're going to prove the cheating. That's why they are doubling down on the lockdowns now that this, this yeah. variant, it's out of nowhere. Everybody's acting ridiculous again. Um, I don't even know if it's a real thing. But my the thing is... I, I, people, I, I have friends right now that are, that are sick, but I'm like, does anybody get like normal sick anymore? Like the flu, like exactly. a cold? What happened to these other sicknesses in life? Does the only thing that exists is coronavirus? So it's like, holy fuck. Well, and that's so true because, you know, the CDC now released that because it's like Delta, Delta strain. Like where'd the original strain go? You know? Well, supposedly these variants are, are, should be less deadly. So, I mean, the thing is, it's like the minute you are, are willing to start fighting back and taking your mask off, they up the ante with the media. And it, it's like I said, well, they're going to be on the lookout for false flags because of this audit result being lopsided with the truth coming out. False flags. And that's why you see these more lockdowns in these blue states. And even here, the CDC, when, these, when the CDC says this bullshit here, all these multinational corporations uh that are in every state here make you or try to make you wear the mask but we have gone beyond the point of no return here i don't think too many people are going back to the mask here in the great state of florida yeah florida is like one of the we're the leaders yeah Uh, yeah exactly and they're trying to push against the the corruption that's going on um but yeah it's interesting that america didn't participate in like the 25th of july freedom rally but i think that's because you guys weren't locked down so people didn't have anything to sort of fight against i mean some states are um going back and forth with the mask stuff but yeah lockdowns i mean some of these places are like i said where these audits are coming out look for places to be try to lock these people down again because this is the last gasp of QAnon. if these audits don't yield anything in terms of actual movement in the government it's the end of QAnon until the next election, until yeah. 2022 and 2024. So this is probably it uh, with these watch the election or watch the election audits. That's where if, if you're not following Q, anybody that's listening that wants to know what's really going on right now, the election audits are happening and the media is in overdrive to hide what's going on. So just know that it hasn't ended. It's just the media doesn't want to talk about it when they're losing. And I think, um, a big thing for most people that are like still asleep is because it's it's kind of scary when you wake up like literally like the matrix when you like look around you're like holy shit like what the fuck's happening this is scary um people don't want to live in that world and the way i see a lot of people is they think vaccine good or bad that's what they think they think in it like super one-dimensional and then they think all right well if the vaccine's bad why is it bad what you know and they say why does the world government want to like kill everyone or blah 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 it's like they don't know (laughs) And they don't know anything. You know, you ask these people, like, I honestly don't really listen to anyone's opinions if they don't know, if they think Biden won the election, if they think, if they don't know who. Well, if they're a mainstream F- media person. Yeah. If they, if they, if believe, they, if they F- believe the official narrative of the mainstream media. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. If you, if you think Biden actually won the election and you think you don't know who Jeffrey Epstein is, I don't want to hear from you. Yeah. 
anybody that's holding up the narrative of the globalists and, and only because they're brainwashed. Like, yeah. and they, and they, and the, and the thing is, it's not the people at the lower level of these corporations or these media companies. They're just as sleep as you are. Uh, not, not my audience, of course, but they're just as sleep as the rest of these sleep people pushing the agenda of trillionaires and billionaires at the top of these pyramids. Six companies control 90% of everything you see and read in the, in the news. Come on now. And yeah. they all get together on Epstein Island and eat children. And they think, and they think, um, I mean, for me, it's just like when you look at the world, why the world is the way it is. Like a, another big thing when I was diving into all these conspiracies is when I was little, I thought Africa would be sweet by now. You know, when I grew up, Africa is like impoverished nation. I thought, all right, well, Africa would be sweet when I'm older, but it's not because it's perpetually being kept there and the world is being perpetually held back from what it can be because of these evil fucking yeah you know parasites that are just like sucking everything out out of the world and who knows what they're doing with it um one of the one of the biggest scariest things i realized which was pretty far into when i had all the dots connected was like all right the people at the top right deep state vatican they're doing everything legal to make money they own all the corporations and shit but they're also doing the biggest illegal stuff right so the biggest economies in the world the biggest markets are as you know drug trafficking human organ harvesting and human trafficking and these people at the top are doing it all right so what are they doing with all this money you know like what are they doing with all this money like seriously not only just like all the people that are making money from their businesses and stuff but the billions of dollars that are made from like organ harvesting human trafficking like where is all that money going I'm thinking it's going, I always think about what is the private space ship yeah, of, of, of the Rothschilds? Does, does, do the Rothschilds have a golden spaceship or something? So I think about stuff like that. And I think too. about they're spending it buying, uh, they're buying other companies, they're buying people, um, you know, and yeah, they're, they're, they've got all this money funneled into these operations that are illegal or hidden. Like the whole thing about adrenochrome and the way it works up and down the, uh, through the U.S. or I'm sorry, through the South America, they can't even speak. Through South America, all the way up to Canada, the adrenochrome trade that runs up and down, and how uh, CMEX has a patent with blood in the cement, and how McDonald's, all McDonald's yeah. puts the children into food. All these things are hidden in plain sight. You're like Soylent. It's McDonald's is Soylent. You're eating people. You're eating children when yeah. you eat McDonald's. So that's the world we're living in and you wake up to and it's like, Oh man. Uh, and, and it, oh, go ahead. And then, yeah. So I think like, yeah, if star Wars existed, why would we need to know about it? You know, like the people on the earth, don't need to know about what's actually happening up there. Cause we're all just filling our part in this little cog. And you can see with all the black lives matter, all these agendas, all the social agendas. I think it's just so crazy that all these people, like people inherently want to do good. Right. They want to help people. And that's why, you know, you can see this stuff. Like when you're pretty smart, you can see how the world's being manipulated. And then you tell these people, hey, if I can think of this plan that would manipulate these people and create X outcome, how come the world's smartest, richest, most resourceful people wouldn't be able to think of that plan and implement that plan? And they're like, oh, because they can't, right? Because they have no idea. But everyone that wants to like save the world is getting psyoped into pushing agendas for the deep state you know like 
everyone that thinks they're saving the world through BLM or climate change or whatever, you're just being psyoped into pushing agendas. Oh yeah. That's the saddest part to see people. What really was bothering me was watching. I just, I can't forget this. The celebrities bailing out all these people that were basically uh, agent provocateurs with the BLM and the Antifa stuff, pure criminals, um, deep yes, state, so. deep, deep state foot soldiers. And they'd go to jail and these celebrities, I'm not even going to say their names. It's just disgusting, but they were bailing these people out and putting them right back on the streets. They can, they were in the name of social justice, that these, these criminals of the deep state, these foot soldiers were actually doing good by tearing down and burning down middle-class people's businesses because the game is about destroying the middle class so everybody's on the government tit and you know what i mean like so communism and that's what the whole social marxism is about forget history so we can repeat it on your ass all right we don't want you to remember what we did before uh so we got to delete these statues in the history books and get rid of them so we can do it again that's what and that's what i see you know like with the coronavirus and stuff they're trying to delete the middle class entrepreneurial spirit that, you know, oh yeah the, the globalists have a new currency they want to implement they got to get they got to get rid of the uh they go they want to get rid of the dollar they don't want you to have bitcoin because they can't control it they've got to keep these businesses shut down as long as possible to kill as many as they can get these people on the government tit and make them lower uh lower middle class to, to lower class and keep that one percent as tight as possible kill everybody Ooh. off and uh you know yeah, in Australia, they've implemented basically universal basic income already. It's called job keeper and job seeker. So everyone that doesn't have a job right now is getting like seven hundred dollars. So it's like five hundred dollars US a week. That's what right. they're doing here too. Yeah, it's you know, and it's uh, like it's so clear. And then it's like everyone who doesn't conform to the system can't get it, right? Because they also do something. So there's like a disability fund here because Australia has pretty good like healthcare or whatever compared to america but if you're like a disability they give you a fund and they give you a manager and they give you x amount of money per week to spend on like your drugs or like your rehab or whatever you need because you're disabled but they tell you 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 can only buy this oh there's like a generic version of that drug too bad you can only buy that drug through our provider who's marked it up 500 percent. so that it's like they give them the exact amount of money to be the perfect cog to put back in the system and that's already happening with like the disability pension funds right now. And they're going to try and pivot that whole system onto everyone in the world, basically, because they don't want people to be entrepreneurs. They, they want people to just have the right amount of money to be the perfect cog to put the right amount of money back in the system. Well, you, you couldn't have said it better. I, I totally agree. Yeah. It's about crushing uh, middle-class entrepreneurship, people that are, yeah, even upper middle-class, all that stuff, just crush them. And yeah, you're a cog in the machine now. I'd give you just enough to put it back in and keep it going. And uh, you get lucky if you ever break out of that and get to the upper upper levels because there's going to, you know, yeah, it's very sad. It's going to be all Walmarts, Amazons, and uh, distributed via the drone while you're living in your pod eating the bugs. Yeah. Or we're going to go to the reality level where it's girls in bikinis and shredded bodies and uh winning 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 ferrari <laughs> lamborghinis um jet skis helicopters uh, monte carlo paris rome f- all these you know what i mean like that's your that's your instagram page and it's greek statues <laughs> roman statues and it's great captions and and then and then and finally again the wojack 
videos, um, really inspirational. I can't tell many people have told me, oh man, that guy's videos really get me pumped. Um, and I, and I, the same, if I am sitting there in bed and I, and I happen to come across a video, I feel, I feel heard and I felt as a guy in this, this modern society, I don't think it's really pro strong men. I, I think you probably agree, you know, yeah, it's, it, um, they're doing everything they can to, uh, destroy the family and the strong, the alpha male. They don't mind if you're a beta, a beta cuck, but the, the alpha male is an, is, is, is a, a going the way of the dodo bird. Yeah. Well, I did a post on one of my other edits and it's discussing how like the strongest force in the world ever in history is literally just an army of hundreds of thousands of men that are willing to die for their beliefs. Cause that's what conquered the world. Literally that's what conquered the world back in the day, literally armies of hundreds of thousands of men that were literally willing to die for their society and their civilization and their beliefs. And that's never going to happen ever again. Nope. It's a, that's never going to ever happen. And now, yeah. And now it's like the walls are all psyops. Um, instead of it's all just psyops, false flags. And you know, the war now is to demasculate men, you know, because they don't want, hundreds of thousands of alpha men standing up for their beliefs and attacking the system. They, and, and you can see what's been happening, right? Like Alex Jones are turning the frogs gay, you know, <laughs> like fluoride in the water, like chemicals in the food. Yeah. Just the, the hormones. Yeah. The hormones, brainwash, the globo homo, the, the trans agenda. And again, nothing against gay or trans people got plenty of friends dated a trans woman. No offense. It's just they, these people have an agenda and it's about population control. Just want to, yeah, I feel bad for the, I feel bad for people that fall into it, you know? Yeah. Like nothing against those people, like nothing against them at all, but I don't care. I don't care. You sleep with at all. I don't care, but I don't need to be, you don't need to be pumping it down my throat 24 seven. Small. Yeah, and gay people don't like this shit either. They just want to be normal people. They don't want to be used as puppets to push these agendas. And if these agendas weren't being pushed on people, there would be way less of them, you know? It's just like every person that I inspire to like stand up and, and live their best life, the, the cabal or whatever is trying to inspire people to be confused about their genders. Like if you're confused about your gender, or you're con- like there should be no confusion in your life. That's one thing I... I think if you're confused about something, you're living in like a dazed delusion. So if you're confused about anything right now, like confused about health, confused about diet, confused about finance, they want you confused. Cause if you're confused, you're just living in like a dazed zombie state. Well, yeah, you but can't do like, anything. You can't fight back. You can't uh, organize. You don't have a plan. And they are just say, you're just going to the cog in the machine that feeds back into it. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Like, so many people, you know, like, oh, I'm confused. Why? Oh, like when they say why, like, why do my eyes hurt? Or why is my back sore? Or why am I feeling like, why do I always have headaches? It's like, stop asking why and actually figure it out. Like, do you drink diet Coke all the time and eat like shit? Do you like sit in front of a computer all day without blue light glasses? It's, it's just everything that you ask why for, you can find the answer out. And whenever you find that answer out, that's one step closer to becoming like your best self. Well, that's the thing, though. A lot of people know the truth and they don't want to act on it. You know, exactly. and it's much easier to play the victim and get points now because you're the victim. It is the victim 
is the victim Olympics or not the victim Olympics. It's the, the, the suffering. No, what's the term I'm looking for? But anyway, oppression yeah, is the oppression Olympics. Who's the most oppressed, 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 who gets to suffer the most gets the gold medal. Yeah, it's all inverted. It's oh all yeah. Inverted. The whole thing, the food pyramid, what they teach <laughs> in school. Um, you know, I think me and you share this in common. No fap. Now, are you a practitioner or have you learned to not just not jerk off, obviously, but take that energy and use it for spiritual practice? Yeah. So a lot of people get no fap wrong, I think. Like if you read like Montauk Chia, like tantric energy and stuff. Well, that's the real no fap. Exactly. Exactly. So if you're just no fapping and you're just like some like Kuma or whatever they call them and you're just like withholding but you're not, you have all that energy in you, right? But you need to actually transmute that energy into like your goal and your life plan. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I talk to some people that are like pretty on point, like fitness people, biological, what's the word? Biochemists and, and like pretty on it. They reckon no fab's like complete bullshit, but it definitely has its, it definitely has its um benefits right because you don't want to be just some dude who's just like wanking like four or five times a day or whatever or like well, well, yeah well that's the thing if you're doing it what i read one time was like at a certain point that like you could maybe jerk off once a week because you're supposedly the science says your testosterone peaks at about day five and so after yeah. that it's not like you're gonna gain anything else but the thing is i look at it as fuel that's fuel right and if you're constantly like letting all this fuel at the bottom of your tank that's one thing like constantly jerking off every day every other day it's another thing to let that tank fill up and then raise that energy up the spine. And then you can transmute that energy into things in your life, you know, that creative force to create things exactly. or to manifest bigger opportunities uh, instead of sitting there digitally cucking yourself, watching someone else have <laughs> the sex. black mirror. Yeah. You're, so you're sitting there um, draining your energy and brainwashing yourself to be a third wheel there. Not a good thing. So um, yeah, but it, there's levels to no fat. I, I, I say, look, with no fab, you're going to learn a lot of things. The first thing you're going to learn is, hey, I can't stop touching myself. For whatever reason, I want to go every once in a while, I want to whack off. And then if you really start getting into it, you realize, hey, I eat a certain food or I, um, a, a, a big thing was diet with me. Uh, I eat a lot of food and I wake up in the morning with an erection and I, you know, you want to do something with it. Um, and it was because I was eating way too much at night and it would just push up against my sex organs and cause it to be stimulated. So there's subtleties of the way you're living that is causing you to have those urges. And it's like, okay, why am I acting on these urges? Sometimes you're acting on the urge because you're stressed out and you say, okay, now that I brought a consciousness to this fact that I'm addicted to touching myself, now I can see the triggers why. And then so hopefully from that space, if you want to work on it, you can, but then you real, but the, the point is you realize, Hey, there's something to this. Not only, um, like, I didn't realize I, I couldn't stop touching myself, but when I stop touching myself, I feel differently. And also the thing is, if you go a couple of days and then you mess up, that first time you ejaculate, you can feel the loss significantly more because you're, yeah. you're out of the forest. Before, you, were, you couldn't see the forest through the trees, but you put some space between you and the forest, and it's like, whoa. And then you realize how much actually you're dumping and losing every time because the amount of actually energy and, and chemical biochemicals that go into making that it's like a drop of blood or a liter of blood i don't remember the the thing but the breakdown is amazing where it's like so many nutrients and so much energy goes into making one drop of semen 
and you're just wasting it, you know, and you, and the thing is you feel it's called the little death, you know, you, so are yeah. you, a, are you a practitioner of that? Uh, somewhat sort of, do you practice, not, do you have a, do you have a sexual partner? No, not currently. No. Um, so what do you do with that energy? Do you actually sometimes just say fuck it and jerk off or do you, have you learned to transmute it? Uh, just, it honestly depends. Like you don't want to be like a Kuma or whatever they call it. I don't know the word that people yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, like you don't want to be doing it every single day. And if you do it, you want to do it with intention and like not over porn or whatever. But the, the goal is like people jerk off because they want to procrastinate or because they don't have anything else to do. Like if you're not on your goal and you're not on your path, then yeah, you're just going to sit there like a monkey in a zoo wanking because you've got nothing to project that energy on. So like if you wake up in the morning and the first thing you want to do is like go on Tinder or wank, you need to find your fucking path ASAP because that's not the way, you know? Yeah. Or if you're just sitting in bed and you, you know, or you're just sitting around and you're like, Oh, I want to wank what you're literally doing nothing with your time of value. And so your body's trying to find dopamine through like pleasuring yourself. So that's the biggest thing. And I mean, the whole goal in life is to find your path and it's hard. It's not going to be easy but you need to find something that inspires you and that pushes you and motivates you towards where you want to be. Okay. Well, here we go. I got to wrap it up here. So let's say somebody is on the Coomer path and they want to go on the, they want their epoch to rise. They want to start that journey. What advice would you give to somebody who is uh, looking over their phone right now about to zip down their pants and start cooming? What, you know, like get, bring me, bring your energy from your posts into this, into this interview right i want to know now give me tips to keys to success all right so the biggest key is no one's coming to save you you know no one is going to come and save your life and pull you out of wherever you're going to be you might be like down and depressed or you, you don't have a vision or whatever but you need to spend your whole life like i didn't get here overnight i spent you know years and hours like instead of playing video games, like researching esoteric knowledge, watching lectures, reading books, you need to save yourself, right? No one's going to make you get out of bed in the morning early, except for you. No one's going to help you build finances, except for you. No one's going to come and save you. If anything, people are going to come and try and manipulate you, right? Because if you're just dormant sitting there, you're just going to be used as a tool and you're going to be used in someone else's plan. So you need to just, it's, it's, I mean, that's like the deepest questions, like, like with life, right? What you just asked me. So <laughs> no one's going to save yourself. You need to come and save yourself, right? You need to build the energy up in yourself. You need to start focusing your intention, start focusing your consciousness, start eating healthy, start working out. That's, I think working out is the biggest thing because most people don't. And that's why so many people get attracted to and obsessed with the gym is because it's like their outlet of progress. Because, you know, if you're talking to a girl and a girl, you know, rejects you or something in your business doesn't work, you can always go to the gym and you can always have linear progress, right? right. No matter what happens. So no matter what happens in your life, you are f fully in control of like going to the gym, hitting the gym, having the discipline and making progress. Yeah, I never thought about it like that. Like, what is the attraction? I thought of it was like the release of the chemicals. It feels good. Obviously, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm working out. But I guess, you know what? There's an aspect of linear progress and control. I never thought of that. It's the only thing in life that you have linear control over and progress. And the other thing is like, you know, whoever gets the most shredded quickly or whatever, it just goes to show that they've thought about it more and they've actually put in the effort and the time 
and it, and it shows it, you can see someone who's like serious about it in their physique, right? There's no lying about getting a physique and getting healthier. So I think that's beneficial because if you don't have an aspect in your life of like confidence, then it's everything else is sort of going to struggle. So that's, that, that would be the most important thing as well as getting your hormones and everything on point is, and that's also why yoga is good. Cause as you know, yoga is like a scientific practice because you, every day you can feel your, your tension in your body and you can progress. Right. So you want those things there that are like the cornerstones of progress to give you confidence and just doing everything you can every day to strive to be your best self, try to be a better version than you were yesterday. And you know, the matrix is set up to keep you trapped and confused through like dopamine spiking through your phone, like, you know, the black mirrors of your laptops and stuff, everything's trying to keep you contained to not reach your ideal self. So you need to just do everything you can to build your consciousness and your awareness up to a point where you can make a plan for yourself and you can strive to achieve it. Cause if you don't like, cause I mean, you know, what's the meaning of life? Like what is there to do in life or whatever? There is so, no meaning. What do you think? Exactly. It is? You, give, you it meaning. give it meaning. Exactly. Yeah. You have to give it meaning. You have to find it and give it meaning. So I think they're the biggest points. Like there's like no it. one. Yeah. There's no one little secret method. It's, it's just trying to level up and become spiritual. <laughs> do some mushrooms or something. Yeah. No, I like it. Very good. Very good. Uh, let's see. I had, there was something I was going to say, but totally it's escaping me. Um, what time well, is there? I have more time for you to dive in. Like I've, I'm free all day. I work for myself. So how did you find my account? How did I find your account? I don't remember exactly. It was probably like a year ago, a year, year or two ago. Um, but yeah, your account. Yeah. It's pretty crazy that I'm on here right now. Cause your account was one of the best ever. Cause it's so like meta. It's like spiritual enlightenment memes that are like so on point. It's not even, you know, it, there's nothing else out there on Instagram, like your account. Well, thank you. I think there, I figured something out in an acid trip one time and I've been implementing it over and over again through the <laughs> memes, which is just, I find this stuff in the moment that makes me happy, makes me laugh, makes me go, hmm, makes me, you know, like I can feel the zeitgeist, the resonance with the one. And that's why you get a lot of those things. And sometimes they're very personal and I still find people that I didn't think would resonate, but here I am. And people are very resonating. And the same thing with you, like in a, in a larger sense, I feel my epoch rising, right? As, in terms of my divine masculine. And this may speak to the collective as, as the, as the, as the world seems like it's trying to do the opposite to it, I think uh, you're about to see a great, like a rising in the masculine sense. You know what I mean? Like the, the divine yeah. feminine has been having her way, but in, in terms of my personal life, I've balanced, I've done more balancing with the divine feminine than I have with the masculine. The masculine for me in a lot of ways, because of the, I've had a lot of physical injuries. So being able to work out has never been a big thing for me. Luckily I've had, of an amazing ability to not gain weight, but it's, it'd be, it would be nice to be like big and impressive, at least a couple for a couple of years before I die. So I'm, I'm, that's the path I'm on, which is the path of dealing with the body. I've kind of worked through the mental domain and spiritual. I'm, I'm working through that very well. Yeah. What, would you, what, what would you say is your biggest challenge? You think it's physical, mental, or spiritual? Well, real quick, imagine if you were like shredded and jacked and then 
you know, oh, I would, your, I would, your words uh, would be like your words have like more weight to them, you know, because I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Because imagine if I was posting all this stuff on like my epoch page, but I never posted my physique. People would be like, who is this guy? Like, he's just trying to tell us stuff. But, you know, what is what is his life show? So well, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah you, you got the fruits of it. Like, OK, uh, it's one thing to talk a bunch of shit and say, oh, you should do this and that. And I'm guilty of that all the time. But I've, I'm going through my lived experience of being like, okay, this is the truth, but it doesn't mean I'm going to go drink my piss right now. I go, yeah. you know what I mean? Like 100%, I agree. And I'm just not ready for it yet. It's not my time to do ayahuasca. It's not my time to drink piss. Or maybe I learned enough <laughs> through mushrooms where I don't have to do that. Are you a urine connoisseur? No, I don't know about that. Yeah. I know about I, it. I, I know there's a truth to it. It's just like, am I, do I want to go? Is, is that, you know, is that even worth it? I, I don't know. You know what's like healthier than drinking your piss? Eating beef liver. Really? Yeah. Do you know about that? No, but I, I know a lot of people that would disagree with that. Yeah. So beef liver is the most important. Yeah. I mean, so I, I was like vegan for a year. And I oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about vegan back to meat. All right. So I was vegetarian. I went through every... So that's why a lot of people like say stuff or whatever, but like, unless you go through, fa- like, I think if someone goes through phases, you can see they're learning and they're adapting, right? And they're, tr- they're transforming and they're growing. If you're just stagnant and you're on the same path every day, every year, then it's like, what have you learned, you know? But so I was vegetarian um, for two years for health and ethics, right? For both. And then I went vegan and I felt good being vegan eating all my vegetables, eating quinoa, all this stuff, right? Beans, bean noodles, everything you could think of. And I was like diehard vegan for the animals, for the planet, everything. So I could debate a vegan on every topic, probably a little bit more than them. I believe it. Yeah. Right. Um, And then I was looking into other stuff, regenerative agriculture, just health in general. Like, so I believe that like fruit and meat causes like cancer, gives you cholesterol, all this stuff. Honestly, to this day, I mean, there's so much science disputing the fact. I just can't believe that they haven't got an answer for it, honestly. With all the science and stuff we have in the world, everyone's still confused about diet, which is kind of ridiculous to me. So I'm not saying I know all the answers, but if you ask someone why they eat vegetables, I don't even eat vegetables now. The only vegetables I eat are like tomato, cucumber, basically. What do you eat? Just meat and like uh, potatoes? I eat like meat, potatoes, eggs, fish, oysters not not a lot of carbs though huh um sometimes yeah not really rice mainly like potatoes right but then also i'll like if it fits your macros like if i'm out and i want to get like some wrap or something from some like junk store or whatever i will you know because you got to be human (laughs) you know (laughs) if it fits your macros right but so um yeah i was vegan everything so looking into all the science all the studies of how it causes cancer it causes all these issues with you but then you know you see people that are like you look at vegans right they're malnourished man you look at a vegan you can tell they're a vegan right you can just tell and i was doing everything well i've seen i've seen some healthy ones but then again you know how long have they been on it and yeah exactly exactly. (laughs) you know and you look at the scientists that are vegan like dr michael greger and all these people not i don't i think that's the is that the guy I don't know. Um, they look fragile as fuck. They look like 13 year old boys, like their arms are skinny as, and then you look at people that are like carnivore or whatever, and they're like jacked and healthy and doing all these crazy exercises. So that's obviously not, some people will be like, yeah, but that's not a, let me ask you this in your world of veganism. I've heard this before and 
yeah, I've t- I talked about it in my last podcast, which was it, the veganism is a new world order agenda for again yeah. towards deep towards depopulation and making men eat weak and, and and soy, you know, a very yeah, soy and beta. Do. They want it, they want everyone to be vegan so they can just feed you impossible sludge every day in your little yes, tray and- in your little home, right? Because they don't want. Yeah, they don't want you eating meat and stuff. That's going to make you healthy. They want you to eat plant oils. So the other thing is plant oils are the worst thing ever for you, ever. So polyunsaturated fats. But for my vegan thing, right? So yeah, I was like, I told my brother, he was also vegan. I was like, bro, I'm going to go carnivore. And he's like, you fucking serious, bro? Like going off of me, all this sort of stuff. I was like, dude, we just need to sort of experiment and see. So the first meat I ended up eating in like four years was a deer that I killed myself because i thought that's like the most ethical well yeah um, if you're doing it joe rogan style not 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 too many of us can do that on a consistent basis but yeah exactly that's the way to you, do can't. It. you can't but i did it for the first time and yeah so so i ate the meat you know everything's good and then i started getting like i found a butcher that was local organic grass-fed beef that i eat um but just think about the nutrients so spiritually yeah uh, go vegan and go through that phase, do your fasting stuff. But a lot of people fall into the spirituality trap um, because whether you're actually becoming more spiritually enlightened or whether you're actually becoming more retarded, like physically retarded because you're l- like lacking the nutrients in your brain. Yeah, to, no, like, totally. I get that. Yeah. Malnourished. So a, lo- a lot of people that become like raw vegans and juice fasting and stuff, like you might think you're tapping into something and you might be, but you're also losing that many like vital nutrients in your brain that you just are going a little bit loopy and you just get more entrenched in it and more in this, in you just get more stuck and you're looping into this like thing. So plants and vegetables, right? People, vegans think oh, animals are treated badly and stuff. Imagine what they do to like plants, right? So they monocrop plants, they spray pesticides on them. And so monocropping means they grow the same plants in the same spot every year, year after year, year after year. So there's no nutrients in the soil. There's no nutrients in the soil because there's acid rain. Now it depletes the fulvic acid. So fulvic acid goes in the soil to break down the hard minerals into organic bioavailable minerals that the plant uptakes. But since that's not happening, when the, when the plants uptake these minerals, they're hard. They're just imagine them as like hard little rocks. So you eat these thinking you're getting all these nutrients, but you're getting unbioavailable minerals that just clog your system up and cause like a ton of issues. Um, so that's one thing. The other thing is like, you can't even digest leafy greens, right? We're not cows. You can look it up. You can look it up. You cannot digest cellulose. That's why cows have four stomachs. So my little theory is the reason why meat causes cancer is Imagine, do you know what like the inside of an intestine looks like? It's got all those little weird squiggly worm things yeah. to increase surface area. So imagine you just mowed the lawn and you're trying to shove mulch down that. Imagine how much of it would get like stuck in there. Yeah. Undigestible. And then you throw meat into it. And so this meat gets stuck in this, um, you know, cellulose in your system and ferments and rots, which causes carcinogen. So I think that the meat and the leafy greens and stuff is getting stuck in your system and fermenting. Whereas if you're not eating any leafy greens and cellulose, it just flows straight through you. Uh, okay. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. There's definitely in everybody, there's years of buildup of everything they've eaten. And, and yeah, depending on the diet, it could be much worse if it's just, you know, it's just a sludge that builds yeah. up and lines your intestines. So 
that's that's that and then if you look at like i have on my page if you look at the um mineral content beef liver is the highest mineral content ever in any food it's got if you look at it compared to kale compared to like a carrot compared to apple compared to whatever your superfood you're eating right now your chia seeds or your blueberries compare it to beef liver it 100x is every mineral ever and that's why that's what you eat animals, yeah, I eat beef liver, yeah. Now, do you cook it? How do you eat that? You can, yeah. So it tastes like shit, but you cook it. That's what I'm saying. Much I like fried chicken liver, but I don't know if beef liver tastes like that. Yeah. I mean, chicken liver is good. Any liver is good. Um, I mean, it just tastes kind of weird. You get used to it. You can also chop it up raw and swallow you, it whole, like little you ever, pills. You ever do fry? Oh, yeah. You ever do, do you, you ever fry chicken liver? You ever eat fried chicken liver? I literally ate chicken liver yesterday. Was it fried? I just cooked it in a pan. What do you mean fried? Like you deep know. fried? Yeah, deep fried. Yeah, you got to get away from that, bro. The, what type of oil do you use? I don't, I'm just, no, I'm just, I'm just saying in general. I'm not saying I don't eat that at all. <laughs> no, I barely, I'm just saying like when I eat fried, when I eat chicken liver, I've only had it fried and because I'm from the South. And I don't know yeah. if you're familiar with the American South, but yeah. we like to fry everything. Yeah, deep fried chicken wings and waffles, isn't it? All that. Oh, yeah, all that. And collard greens <laughs> and black eyed peas and all that stuff. Yeah, no, I've never had it fried. I just cook stuff. Everything. We, we, we will fry you an Oreo cookie. We will fry bacon. We will fry uh, anything. Yeah. Come on down. Yeah, I've eaten a fried Snicker bar before. Oh, that's yeah. Good. Yeah. Fried well, ice cream. You tried that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, but yeah, so beef liver has got 10x like everything. Any animal in the wild, the first thing it eats is the, is the liver of the animal. Um, some foxes actually kill cows. They'll kill 20 cows in a field and only eat the liver. Wow. The animals know how nutrient dense it is. Yeah. You can watch videos of the Hadza people, the last hunter gatherer tribe. They also know some guy asked, like they asked, what's the meaning of life? He said liver and honey. Wow. Yeah. So that's the first thing they eat as well. Um, orcas kill sharks and only eat the liver. Huh. So, yeah, you learn something new every day. Yeah. So beef liver is like literally the top tier food ever. And that's honestly probably why everyone's just becoming malnutrition now, because beef liver was the biggest part of our diet as hunter gatherers when we were just massive giga chads. And now no one eats beef liver or organs. That's true. Wow. And you're losing so many minerals and adrenal glands too. I had a guy tell me. I had a guy tell me one time, because I was telling him about how acid and smoking weed twenty four seven, like I was doing at the time, deplete your adrenal glands, and the float tank replenishes your adrenal glands, and so does. Uh, apparently, this guy was telling me, eat animals' adrenal glands. Just eat the animal adrenal glands, and you will, you will, it will, it will replenish you. And it's, I'm like, well, I didn't do it, of course, because it sounds disgusting. <laughs> but it reminded me of what you were talking about. Like, eat yeah. whatever's wrong with you, just eat the eat an animal's uh, similar organ. I mean, yeah, probably. Well, it's got the nutrients that would go to that. Right. To that organ. Uh, the other thing is really important is magnesium. Especially that's if you want tank. to look like That's the float tank. So that's what I mean. Yeah. A thousand pounds of Epsom salt, you're getting a magnesium absorbed through the skin. One of my favorite things to do, not only during, obviously, psychedelics was float but after it's a great way to ground and integrate your experience and also 
it, it literally it'll put your brain back together if you're yeah i mean i've, I've gone into the tank mentally retarded from mdma experiences where i could barely tell the guy i needed to get in the tank and then i came back out and i was talking like i was talking to you now yeah dude that's it's it's like alchemy you know when i've because i was like partier take magnesium before you do like mdma and it's like completely new because anything that's like hyper stimulating your brain like psychedelics and drugs saps the neuro the neurons are like firing so much that it just decreases all like magnesium like coats your neurons right so to protect them and so that's exactly what you're saying you need to like replenish that well um i was going to say something else yeah oh let me yeah, talk about milk real quick so milk i have this theory on milk so milk so i have like this health guy that i talk to super like on it trained with like He's like biochemist, speaks like five languages, plays like three instruments, all this crazy shit. He, I was like, what's the healthiest thing you can drink? And he said, raw milk. And then I was like, what's the worst thing you can drink? He said, supermarket milk. So that kind of blew me away for a bit. Cause it's like, they're, they're, people think they're the same thing, but oh, the no. worst thing you could ever drink is supermarket milk. And the best thing you could ever drink is raw milk. So that's like the complete polarity, but it's so similar, right? right? It's the same thing, except one's pasteurized and one's raw. Exactly. And so in the agenda thing, every family drank milk. It was like the peak. It was like everyone drank milk back in the day. So what they've done is they've just turned real milk into basically sugar water with like probiotics, like antibiotics and like hormones and like all this shit in it. Yeah, and you're right. You can't even get real milk anymore. It's really hard yeah exactly you can't and when i was vegan one of my things was like oh look at the countries that drink the most milk they all have osteoporosis which is where their bones are brittle and it's true you know countries like denmark sweden all the highest milk consumption countries have the highest rates of osteoporosis but when you look at homogenized pasteurized milk it basically nullifies all of the minerals and makes them unbioavailable so you can't uptake it so when you drink a glass of supermarket milk the calcium in there that you think you're getting is unbioavailable and since the body realizes that it actually saps calcium stores from your bones to bind to the inorganic calcium so it can be processed out of your system you know that's and, like oh that's crazy keep going yeah and so then because other people, because then you have a shit diet in general, you don't have the uh, fat soluble vitamins like vitamin K2 to convert that calcium that you've just sapped from your body back to your bones. So you just process it out. So every time you're drinking milk, you're like losing calcium in your bones. Yeah, no, it's like uh, Nick Caputo. I've interviewed him. He talks about when you drink, uh, eat, eat, you eat. Basically, we're all eating dehydrating foods. If you're eating anything that's less than seventy percent water, the, your body's taking its own water to to process it, and so you're dehydrating yourself by eating anything less than seventy percent water. So it's kind of the same thing. You, it's taking these nutrients and taking the all the the stuff that's supposed to be given to you, and it's take actually taking it out yeah uh, it's crazy to think about because yeah, i think oh milk is so good and well, the raw milk is like perfect but yeah i would agree that's the thing about like i go to the, to the ayurvedic stuff and yeah raw milk would be right there with that stuff yeah the land of milk and honey exactly hey there you go exactly yeah 
The other thing, just to mention real quick health-wise, because I think a lot of people listening to this might be doing this, is like distilled water. Distilled water is horrible for you. <laughs> like distilled water is, um, it's just empty water, right? So it's got no minerals, nothing in it, just completely empty. And so when you drink that, it acts as a filter and it just flushes everything out of you. And so when you're drinking it, it actually create all the minerals and stuff in your body goes into the filtered water and passes through you. So I know a lot of people think drinking filtered water is the best to get rid of everything, but yeah, it's, it's actually not good. What well, water do you drink? I, so I used to have a Berkey filter, which I'm pretty sure is like the only like legit filter you can get. <laughs> and then I um, put silica in it and other minerals and I, I also have a water vortexer, which vortexes my water for like 30 minutes and structures it. So that's a bit of like a meme, I think, but it's also- oh, yeah, legit. you drink structured water. Yeah. So it's not, I don't know if it's like super, like I wouldn't recommend everyone go buy it because it's expensive, but I mean, I may as well, you know. But now I have like a whole house water filtration system that I drink. So it's pretty weird drinking out of a tap. Like I swear I have PTSD from it. <laughs> so are you, rich, like, are, are you rich, bro? Would you, a would little you, bit, yeah, yeah, bro. How uh, how long have you been a professional? A professional? Uh, like, well, I mean, I like when whatever I job had, you do, yeah. I had my like breakthrough or whatever like three years ago. A financial breakthrough. Yeah. Are you, do you work for yourself? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I'm gonna be talking about more. I don't want to be like, so one thing I'm dealing with is like, I don't want to be like a guru, right? Cause I've made my epoch page as like anonymous. Cause I don't want to be some guru. Right. No. Yeah. I got, I, I have, got that. Yeah. And I have a lot of like, I found my success through diving into all the stuff I talk about mainly like the esoteric spiritual mindset stuff. Well, I mean, I have a lot of financial stuff I want to share, but it, it's just a fine line, which I'm going to be, I'm going to be discussing soon. I'm going to be revealing what I do and offering people like some options and stuff, but it's just a fine line. Cause I don't want to be like some guru, you know, some dude right. flashes cars. Like I've even posted, like I'd rather flex my ideas and knowledge on people than like a, a stack of cash and a supercar. Okay. So you're not going to be like Ty Lopez in his garage. <laughs> no, dude, you know, you know so do, you, do you know who that is? Yeah. Ty Lopez is actually the goat bro. Like, yeah, I know. I know. I don't, I like him. I'm just saying like, that's, yeah. he's a I, mean so too. my mentor I have like a business mentor that I'm now business partners with. I actually just did a podcast with him as well um, that I'm going to release soon. He was Ty Lopez's ex-business partner. Oh, wow. So you go small world. Yeah. So it's pretty crazy. So, so like, it's funny because I watched Ty Lopez. This is for anyone that just wants general wisdom and life advice. Go get Ty Lopez's 67 steps, which is what he sold through that here in my garage thing. You know, he made like 200 mil off that, that ad. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. Um, that is so good. That 67 steps, he gives you all these like life wisdom and analogies and metaphors and most successful people I've talked to that are like my age have gone through that. So maybe a coincidence may not be, but if you're looking for some wisdom and stuff, I would recommend that. Cool. And any other books? Um, you are a strange loop or I'm a strange loop by Douglas Hofstad is pretty mad. There's also a YouTube video on that. Uh, Think and grow rich psycho cybernetics. Honestly, I don't read too much. I watch like lectures. 
Yeah, I, I started doing that too. Uh, I will watch a ton of free. It's like so many great speeches and lectures you can watch on all these people and you go down these rabbit holes and you find more people. It's great. Yeah. Like I think one of my things I've watched probably every single thing on YouTube. Like when I was in high school, I was even telling my brothers like, dude, I'm watching like, I used to play CSGO and just watch YouTube videos, like every single thing. And that's the other thing. YouTube learning how to learn is so important. Like, the amount, like I'm literally here because of YouTube. Everything I've learned is basically- Me too. I'm, my whole life self-taught and YouTube is that next level ability to teach yourself for free. Yeah. Like you can absorb. So like when I was younger, like my goal was to just absorb all the knowledge I could. And YouTube was like the best way to do that. Oh yeah. I love it. Anything I got uh, issue with uh, making my podcast, what, what kind of equipment I should buy. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah a, a video on cultivating mushrooms, um, <laughs> just infinite levels of like last night I watched Comedy Central best roasts of celebrities. I just wanted to watch a bunch of roasting for an hour. So anything <laughs> you want is available. You can watch Chris Chandler. I don't know if you that if you know who that is. Like, no. uh, you wouldn't know. It's a meme. It's a really sh- shitty meme thing. It's nothing that your world should know about. With <laughs> big strong guys and hot chicks and Ferraris and, and yachts and you know, Mike Miami vice, but now. Yeah, I get you. I think uh, I, I love the aesthetic. I love the aesthetic. It's a very motivating aesthetic and I don't, I'm not ashamed to, you know, want the finer things in life. You know, like a lot of people want to make you feel bad for being successful or having finer things and uh, you know, they're just things. So yeah, it's not only, it's not, yeah, go ahead. Your goal, like if your goal is to have a Lamborghini, your goal should be become the version of yourself that just buys a Lamborghini for the experience of it. Yeah, that's what I tell people. You don't get to take the Lamborghini with you, but you will get to take the experience of owning a Lamborghini with you, good or bad uh, or indifferent. But yeah, experiences are the only thing that you're here for. And something that pivoted for me and what I'm probably going to do is like, dude, I, like with the way the world's going, you know, I, I wanted to like live in the city, own like fast car, live that sort of life. I saw but, that today. Yeah. You're going towards the woods yeah. now. Now. Yeah. Now it's like, I want to go build a f- massive farm and like be fully off grid. And, um, I mean, probably ideally like go between the two, but dude, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to like ascend into the life of like the Lamborghini yachts and stuff because I'm not getting a vaccine. So I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to travel again. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel you there. I think um, I don't know what the world's going to be like going forward. If there's any going to be anybody besides the already in the club of the rich that can get in there if the, if the globals continue have their way. But like like you, I, 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 I tend to think that all these things can exist simultaneously and you can have a great peaceful life in the midst of hell on earth, right? And maybe yeah. a lot of these things aren't even true, right? Maybe it's the boogeyman, you know? Who knows? Maybe. But all I know is like the more people we can. And I mean, as you said earlier, you know, I'm just at a coffee shop sitting in the back room, which is like completely illegal. Now I feel like a bunch of Jews hiding from police officers. Right. Cause you can't, where I'm at, you can't be sitting anywhere with people, which is insane. So we're all sitting in the back, just discussing stuff. It's like all these things that I used to discuss ages ago is just now common talk of like, 
you know, evil agendas, vaccines, all this sort of stuff is just now in the mainstream. Everyone's talking about it, which is pretty crazy to see. So I think as long as everyone just focuses becoming their best version of themselves and through that, like helping others and well, that's the others thing. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what you've experienced through your own personal enlightenment, but as you shift within the world shifts with you. And at a certain point I was shifting so fast and hard. I'm like, wow, what, what kind of utopia am I going to ultimately end up reflecting when I end uh, at the higher level of this journey of enlightenment and peace and oneness and love and, and, and I've noticed in only a few years, my reality completely shift. And unfortunately, I think this is the sickness that the world needs to go through. Um, mm. That for whatever reason, we're shifting our vibration. We have to let go of certain things, old ways of thinking, old institutions, old ways of doing money. And the way we go about even living our lives on a day-to-day basis now is just changing. And I'm excited because I know the pro-anoia aspect of it, which is it's here to take care of me and elevate me and it's not here to get me it's not paranoia it's pro-anoia so i'm on that space yeah. with you highest possible timeline sigma lifter mindset keys to success it's been a fantastic almost two hours i didn't think we i didn't think i could squeeze enough uh content but we made it pretty close there yeah we could we should yeah i mean we could keep talking for we hours. could we could actually <laughs> the other thing is um like we didn't even discuss like timeline law of attraction stuff, which like, dude, for me, I know that's a big part of your account. Yeah. It's so, so surreal. Like the change I've had and like what I've achieved and stuff's kind of like crazy. And even just like talking with you right now, like who would have thought that I would be speaking to you and have an Instagram page like this. Dude, It's so crazy. It's so crazy. That's why I got to take it careful and slow and calm because it's blowing up too fast for me too, too much. <laughs> and it, it, it's crazy to think that, I'm just sitting here enjoying memes myself. And at a certain point you get to the point where you can talk to these other people like you or people that I consider, but inspired me in, in the beginning. I've talked to a lot of those memers. So it's just been an interesting journey myself of being the observer, being the one observed, putting this information out, creating waves in reality by virtue of you just laying in bed, smoking weed and having a, a day, having an experience in a float tank, putting it in a meme form and then seeing how the world reflects back to you. And you're, you're one of those reflections of this new space I've entered of higher elevation and d- really developing the, div- the and, and balancing out the divine masculine and uh, to infinity and beyond from there, really. Because yeah. I, I tell, I tell my, my roommate, I tell a lot of my friends, you know, the past few years, my injuries, my, my weed addiction, I'm, I'm playing reality with one hand tied behind my back. All right. God forbid I get it, uh, you know, you know, I got my two hands and I can really show you how it's done. So when I, 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 I see your content and it it keeps me inspired to get stronger and stronger. I think one thing, and I mean, it's pretty weird. Like if you look at reality is like, what did you call it? Pro, pro neuria, pro anoia instead of paranoia. Yeah. So dude, reality is like schizophrenic as, and you have to be sort of schizophrenic to see like synchronicities and stuff and realize like that the universe is trying to like communicate to you. And it, like I discussed with some people, I was like, it's kind of schizophrenic to think that way, but it's also real, you know, That's when you have really, and stuff. yeah. And one thing that happened to me when I was younger, I went to this, uh, like I went to this person I thought was like a chiropractor and she ended up being like an energy healer. And I was just, I just walked in there and I was like, what the hell? She's like putting, um, 
incense on my head, essential oils and like giving me guided meditations and stuff and like telling me like all this stuff she can feel in my energy. And she's like, Oh, do you feel like you're like living into your potential? And I was like, no. And she's like, yeah, well, I'm feeling that. And this is for most people. I think, I think most people are scared of like the power they can step into and who they can really become. Yes. You nailed it with me right there. You nailed it. Keep going. Yeah. Like if you Matt, like I've heard weed stops your fifth gate. And I mean, I've smoked weed a fair bit as well. Still do kind of, but it stops your fifth gate. What's your fifth gate? I don't even know. I don't even know what that is. I don't know if I heard that somewhere, but I think it stops your like, it brings you to a point. Like I think, you know, most people that smoke weed are inherently like quote unquote cool or whatever, because they've break through that sort of status quo or whatever. Yeah. It helps yeah. You elevate to a certain level and become, it's like a sort of, it's like a sort of psychedelic. So you get more intuition and ability to like see shit for what it is, but it can also inhibit your growth. So once it gets you to a higher point, it can inhibit your growth to some extent. And yeah, there's a ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. Block you off from like your pineal gland or something, right? Your spiritual abilities. That's why you don't really dream when you're on it. Yeah. No, but, I, I don't drink at all. Yeah. Most people are probably scared of who they can really become. Like imagine if you did yoga and you worked out every day and you meditated every day and you journaled every day and you focused towards your goals. Oh, it would like, be like Thanos span. It would be too much. For, it would be over. Yeah, exactly. Like imagine what you'd become and people I think are scared of that. Well, I, know, the thing. I, I know, I know I'm doing amazing things at 10%. You're right. I can't imagine, you know, 50% and above. And that's like when you become like a demigod, cause you're like living in your power and you're doing everything you can to like accelerate your growth. Well, that's how and I look at you. Like you're a, you're a demigod. You're like Thor. Well, like Thor yeah. And cousin. I mean, even, <laughs> even I'm not doing everything perfectly, you know? And that's what I always try to, that's like my, what I'm trying to discover is why doesn't everyone do exactly what they know they should be doing? First no, of all, so I, I said that to some chick I was seeing once and she's like, you know what you're meant to be doing? I have no idea what I'm meant to be doing. And I was like, that's insane. Like that some people don't even know the steps that they need to take to, to get to their ideal self where. Well, they don't know I what do. they want to do though. Yeah. Well, you know what you exactly. want to do. Like, I don't, it's shit. I don't know what I want to do still. I've done a lot of things though. I mean, but maybe I've never been conscious enough to really get to where you are, which is knowing what I want to do. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I think the key to doing that for me, I wrote this down in my book when I first started journeying is like the key to like the good life is like, you should be meditating. You should be stretching and doing yoga and you should be working out like they're like foundational levels that everything else is going to be built upon. I agree. Couldn't agree more. Most people I say first saying, look at your diet and then look at, you know, work from there. But it's usually it's like the, the, the fuel you're putting in, like you're putting in the fuel that goes into a high octane supercar and everybody else, they have that same ability to be a supercar, but they're just putting the, the, the cheapest shit fuel they can afford in there. And that, that goes for mind as well. As well. Like your mental diet. Oh yeah, diet. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Mental garbage in, garbage out. Yeah. Like, Dude, I see. And that's why aesthetics is so important. Not even just for your meme page or your house. Like you look at some people's houses, fluorescent light that is fucking destroying your like circadian rhythm and your third eye and just ruining your eyeballs. Um, shitty art, just shit furniture. Like get some salt lamps, get some plants, get, you know, Edison bulbs, make your environment like aesthetic and then your mind will become more aesthetic because... Have you heard of the word scat before? Scat, like S-C-A-T? Yeah, oh, I think Americans call that like shit, but... Yeah, that's shit, yeah. <laughs> well, it could be called shit. I think it comes from an Australia called scattered. 
Um, and I see some people like just putting out like their meme pages or whatever. It is just like scat gross aesthetic, right? Like you don't want to be putting that stuff out there. You don't want to be consuming that stuff because what is that going to be doing to your psyche and your subconscious? Oh yeah. Right? No, a lot of these pages are just, uh, their mental illness and, uh, mental diarrhea. Yeah. And it's true. I mean, some people out there have mental diarrhea and mental illness and they use Instagram as an outlet to push that out there. And then other people end up watching it and consuming it, which then fucking pollutes their brain. You know, like, well, that's, if- yeah, no, that's totally it, man. I, when I first started this meme journey, it was, a re- I realized that reality truly was a reflection of myself because I was looking at all these things that were really like how I was feeling at the time, which was really bad. And I'm like, God damn, everybody else is depressed too. <laughs> but no, it's not the case. And now I'm in this elevated state of fifth dimensional meme makers and people like you out there, influencers and stuff like that. And it's like, wow, like the promised lands really do exist. These higher vibrational realities are like right above your head. You just got to elevate your head high enough to see them. That's exactly it. Yeah. And that's why, that's why I post all the sort of ancient, you know, statues and like Lamborghinis and like columns and cathedrals and all that sort of stuff is because back in the day, you could walk around your city and see massive megalithic structures and Renaissance art and, and statues that had meaning and they gave you value and you could feel that in you and it would give you meaning and you would want to go out and achieve certain things and do certain things where now it's like you walk into the shittest built, you walk into your city, it's all shit squares, disgusting looking buildings, like yeah. augment sort of world, which they're trying to like put on your consciousness. And um, oh, I was just about to say, yeah. So another thing is like, the reason why the cathedral was made in like religions and like churches were made is so that a common man could walk into a cathedral and feel what the divine is. They could look at like all the intricate artworks and all the intricate structures and paintings and be like, this is the most back then would have been the most insane thing that they could ever witness a massive megalithic cathedral with like paintings and intricate art and carvings. So they could walk in there and feel even if they've not got a direct connection to the divine, they could feel what that feels like. And that's what I sort of want my page to be like, is like, just look at how someone, you know, I'm not saying I think the best or whatever, but if everyone could elevate their brain to a point where they could tap into the divine and like motivate themselves and and experience like a high level mindset, then they can strive for that. Well, you have a quality that a lot of people really don't even know that they need to get, which is, non-judgment i feel that a lot with your with your stuff how you even though it's male oriented for the most part you have a very non-judgmental quality about you which um is part of being at that higher elevated fifth dimensional enlightened quality you know like compassion and then um non-judgment and i you you definitely have the non-judgment i mean you have the compassion too but you know it's it's not like all gushy like, uh, you know, you're not female oriented. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of females follow my page and, and say that they need, they want to pay, they, they wish there was a page like mine out there. Um, but the thing, oh, I was just, I just had something I was going to say. Um, yeah, well, it just comes down to the mindset, to be honest, like the mindset's everything. And with females and, oh, that's what I was going to say. So I did a post like, when I post this stuff and the male thing that they're trying to destroy is male like camaraderie 
and I mean, some people could think of it as toxic masculinity, toxic masculinity, which does exist. Right. And they're just men that are like too hyper masculine and, and aren't really like true leaders. Right. People like, I don't know, some people in like sports teams where they just do disgusting shit. Right. Um, or they like degrades women or whatever. Right. That's not like true masculinity. That's just like weak people that have like weak mindsets and are just have this external exterior, which is, you know, someone think he's an alpha male, but they're just a fucking douchebag. Right. Yeah. Um, which I guess is the balance between the two divine feminine and masculine. But I, you know, I'm making this page and I'm getting, I'm changing people's lives and I'm getting people responding to me saying like, keep it up. This stuff's amazing. Like you're helping so many people where I think of the, I think of if I was a woman, like what is a woman, what is a woman, my friend group trying to tell me, they're trying to tell me, make an only fans, empower yourself, take money off these men and like prostitute yourself on the internet. And oh, you're like top 2% only fans get, get 1% only fans. You know, they're trying to push them in like the worst direction I could ever see. But for this sort of community that I'm in, like this solar sort of community or whatever, of like men trying to level up, it's the complete opposite. And so it's unfortunate that women don't have the sort of outlet like that. I mean, there might be, I'm not a woman, so I don't know if there's communities out there like that. But it's just crazy to see that everyone's becoming like OnlyFans, you know, and they're being pushed and it's like incentivized and encouraged as a way to like express themselves and empower themselves. Yeah, no, I don't have any answer to that. It's uh, quite shocking actually to see what some people will sell their holies of holies for, you know, uh, for just a quick look to for a stranger (laughs) on the internet, you know, Hey, 10 bucks a month, 10 bucks a week, $5, whatever. Uh, wow. You know, like uh, it costs a lot for me to be showing my dong to a a complete stranger. But the float, the float only fans coming out. (laughs) No, it's just me doing, it's just me doing smoking weed. That's uh, (laughs) that. But, um, yeah. And it's also men are like contributing to that which is also the mirror of reality. It's like men need to get to a point. Like, I can't fucking imagine a dude paying like $4 to see some girls like nipples. Like they're fueling it as well. Like it's both sides. And that's why if we can get every man to like step into their power and become like awoken, you're not going to have fucking beta cucks out there buying OnlyFans, you know? Yeah, no, it's the, the amount of money uh, some guys will spend on the, some of that stuff, which is pure fantasy boggles the mind. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I've never met anyone like that really that I know of, but, um, it's kind of fucked. Yeah. It's that's says, that's it why we're trying to get the era of the strong coming in because, you know, good times create weak men. Everyone out there wants government subsidies. They want to eat the bugs. They're begging for it. Right. Cause they don't want to, they don't want to step and become a strong person that has to like look after themselves spiritually. Yeah. Nobody wants to take responsibility. Yeah. They just want it all given to, they want someone to come and save them. Right. Which is the only person coming to save you is a deep state cabal. And they're going to give you their, your soylent and then they're going to have a knife behind their back and they're going to come and stab you when you're drinking it. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. But you got to save yourself. I think that's the, uh, you know, I think that's the good bookend here. I got to wrap it up because we did a solid two hours, which is good. I did a double header today. I actually did a a one last night too. I I just posted today with my my roommate, but um, yeah, man, we're going to book into there, which is personal responsibility. You know, it's uh, ugly when you first see it and you don't realize it, but that's the way out. You got to, 
fix yourself. And I tell people you can't give anything to anybody in terms of advice or real help until you embody it yourself. You can't give somebody something you don't have. Yeah. So it's personal true. responsibility. I'm not lacking too much of that. Um, I don't think you are. So I think this is advice and for everyone else. One thing to end on as well is like, yeah, the strange loop fractal, right? If you go down a negative path, you're going to just fractal down that negative path and it's going to take longer to get back up. Yeah. But once you propel yourself forward, you're just going to propel, you know, you might be at a really low depth, but you're just going to fractal up into like a, like a higher level, right? Yeah, then it'll go faster, quicker. Yeah, exp it's going to exponentially grow. Well, that's good to remember because I'm right there in that center of the fractal going up or down. And so it's time to, to uh, spiral up, fractal up, level Let's up, go. Go, to, go to Epoch Rising, Epoch.Rising yeah, Epoch. on Instagram. Do you have any other pages or any websites? Anything you want to promote? Um, I have... So I have my interview coming out with my mentor, which I think is going to be pretty uh, cool for people to get a look into my growth as well as his life as well. And I have a, I have a Twitter, but I don't really use that to be honest. I don't really know how to use it. Where can people hear that interview that you're talking so, about? Everything is going to be on my Instagram. So you okay. can, every, I post every day on my stories. I do posts. So I haven't made the podcast yet, but it will be probably, it will all be released on my Instagram. And I'll probably have a YouTube channel coming soon as well. So look out for that. If you want to message me on Instagram, just message me epoch.rising and watch all my stories and I'll, I'll definitely get you on a podcast float. We can jump into some crazy shit. Yeah, it was a pleasure having you tonight. And uh, thanks again for all the inspirational content. Um, we all love it a lot. And I, yeah, I was, I'm happy to help, like, help to get that page over to 10K too. I love it when I find a page and they're like, right at like 9,500 or 9,000. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, 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 I can just post this. And the thing is too, your content was good because sometimes I'll go to a page and I'm like, oh, they got like two or three good memes and like 50 shitty ones. And I'm like, well, I'll, I'll find a way to creatively get them some action. But the thing is, if you do, if I post a, a bunch of memes that are really good and it's only like two or three, but then they go to your page and it's like, oh, and everything else is like communism, you know, <laughs> then they're not going to follow, you know, like, cause, cause communists like psychedelics too. You know what I mean? So it's like, sometimes I will find some really great stuff and I'm not afraid to repost a commie. Hey, hey good stuff is good stuff. But you know, a lot of times you're not going to get that refollow because the rest of your, you know, that one psychedelic meme I took from your page is doesn't fit the rest of what's going on there, at least from my yeah. audience. Some of them will follow, but yours was one of those pages that was like, wow, there's a lot of guys that are just like me right now on the cusp of that next level. And this is what they need to hear every day. They need to see themselves as that sad Wojak. And then they get inspired to be the Chad. So, yeah. And I mean, I've got a mix of people that are like Chad's and, you know, whatever Wojaks, but it's just, it's just a, you can, yeah, just use my information and my means as like a tool and a resource to like level yourself up. That's ultimately the goal. Everyone well, can make it, bro. We're all going to make it. Yeah, we are going to make it. You've achieved, uh, a, a, a very interesting little thing there. So I, I look forward to seeing what you do next with your enlightenment and your self-actualization. That's how I see you. You're self-actualized. Yeah, self-actualizing. It's the process. Oh, okay. Well, that's right. You're not finished. <laughs> well, very humble of you, my friend. Um, I'll uh, finish up offline. So everybody else, we're going to have a little bit of private conversation. Enjoy. 
the rest of your day. You are enlightened. Mm-hmm.